I think it's very, very important for men globally, but for Namibian men, to know who they are, right? Uh, masculinity comes with huge responsibility. We are, we're, we're strong, uh, we're, we're muscular, we have an inherent capacity for violence, but good men are able to harness that and make people feel safe. So, so positive masculinity, masculinity comes with huge responsibility and, and being a, a positive masculine role model is, is so, so necessary, but it does require that men know who they are what's their purpose, who, what their identity is, and then they can start to figure out. So there's a great saying that says, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never harm me. And so a lot of the, the narrative out there is angry and it's against men, all men, which is, which is very unfair because I think there's, I think in, in, in any sort of gender population, there is negative behavior. Some of that is male, some of that is female. Um, coping mechanisms for guys, I think it's really, really important that you know who you are, what you stand for, that you have a really good set of values, positive masculine values. And then beyond that, I think when you're in the face of conflict, when somebody's having a go at you, when you're being accused of something like, like a blanket umbrella statement about all men are bad, um, go for a walk. Um, I think often these, these, these conversations are so polarizing and they're so emotionally fueled that there's very little like rationale in the conversation, I think the best is, um, which in and of itself is a sign of, of strength and courage. So I exercise, I exercise a lot, um, I eat well, I sleep well, I treat myself well. And I think when men do that, when they treat themselves well as a baseline, they're far more adept at handling conflict, whether it's a conflict about uh, toxic masculinity, being a father, being a man. I, I think societally we have, we, we have some really big setbacks. I know the Namibian nation, particularly the male population, faces with lots of, uh, especially young men who are growing up, uh, growing up without positive role models uh, in the absence of fathers, lots of fathers that aren't in the lives of their sons. And I think there's a big disconnect there. I, I would say, um, and I said this when I was on air with Paula, um, I think as men, we have a responsibility to mentor the next generation. So if you're a man and if you believe that positive masculinity is a, is a force and a powerful force for good, then you are responsible for the younger men around you. So if you see youngsters in your, you know, in your social circle and maybe your circles, you see young men that are struggling with the idea of masculinity, positive masculinity, positive role models as men, reach out, bring those guys into the fold, invest in, because that's the only way we're going to move forward as a nation. If as a young man, you don't have good role models, go and seek them, they're out there coaches, pastors, teachers, uh, men of the community, whatever they might be, there's lots of really good men out there. Um, and, and, and the narrative that all men are bad, I think is very, very uh, inaccurate of us as a nation. Um, so if you're a young guy and you're looking for good role models, they're out there, go and find them. Um, we need to stand up for each other and we need to help each other, not stand up for each other against somebody else. Men and women can thrive together, right? We don't need to, like the one, I, I was on air with Lime a while ago and we, we both agreed that you don't, the one doesn't need to step on the other to get ahead, but, but uh, the nation is crying out for positive men. Um, and I think it cuts both ways. So if you're an older guy, mentor a younger guy, if you're a younger guy looking for a mentor, go and seek them actively because they are out there. Women are inherently better at um, communicating emotion. They're inherently better at, at verbalizing that and, and making it something called women talk. Um, men have been, and, and, and and the problem is has a couple of layers to it. Men have been told to like suck it up. Uh, cowboys don't cry, the old narrative. But the truth is that as men, we need to learn to be vulnerable. We need to be able to do that with other men. And so for me, a big part of my my landscape is I have a very small accountability circle. I have four or five, four guys who I trust with everything. Um, and they trust me and we trust each other implicitly with our hopes, our desires, our fears, etc. And we communicate with them. Um, and I think it's important for, for all men, rather than taking the lone warrior approach and internalizing it, 
everything because that often leads to really bad behavior take everything in and you're just stockpiling bad emotions at some point something's going to come undone and it normally comes undone in the form of bad behavior whether it's drinking whether it's drugs whether it's gender-based violence whatever it is just like bad behavior so i think we as men we need to recognize the signs we need to acknowledge that we're hurting we need to reach out to someone and that takes that's a big leap of faith right there's also this weird narrative that if you reach out to somebody and you make yourself vulnerable that you're weak which is the furthest thing the truth the most powerful uh, men I know are able to make themselves vulnerable to say we have big responsibilities and, and that's a whole another conversation so we have big responsibility I think in many ways um, men shoulder the weight of uh, society's responsibilities and they don't know how to process those so a circle of accountability two three four guys that are your circle of trust that you can talk to so that when you're having a tough time you can reach out and say brother I need to talk and that you would do the same for somebody else. I think that's probably one of the most vital, if not most vital steps. And that coupled with uh, your identity, really knowing who you are, like who you are inside. Society now, social media, a lot of the narrative out there is that important and that identities are that they are, there's a thousand of them. The The truth is that men and women are very, men uh, have great responsibility. We owe it to each other. We owe it, owe it to each other to get together and talk about how we're feeling because the girls are streets. But how far? I don't, I don't know. I think culturally, mm-hmm. um, I think there's a lot of uh, stigma and and that's hard to undo but all it takes right like all, all you need to do when you take a stone and you throw it in the middle of a beautifully calm pond the ripple effect is immense right? you see the first ripple spreading out to the side so it takes a conversation like this it takes two guys who listen to this conversation to say hey i'm going to do better i'm going to step up to the plate i'm going to have a conversation i'm tired of dealing with this by myself um there are i don't know how many organizations are out there that are helping men to kind of bridge those gaps but it, we don't need massive organization we simply need to reach out to the guy that's to our right and to our left and say hey how are you doing and hopefully that 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 that, that would um elicit some sort of honest response where guys would say you know what i feel safe here and the I think we're doing pretty well. I've, I mean, if I think about how many times I've been in the future media building in the last year to talk about this, you guys are making a massive impact for the men of the nation. And I think it's also important for, for, for women, for wives, girlfriends, fiancés, whatever they might be, mothers, aunts, etc., to encourage their men to talk versus this very skewed idea that men have no emotions, uh, that those that they do have get internalized and they kind of get in the trash. It's not the way forward. I, I don't... I don't know what's out there. Um, it would be nice to see some sort of, you know, we're always at the risk of reinventing the wheel. Everybody's doing something, but nobody's doing anything cohesively and collectively. So I think it would be great if uh, if institutions got together and brainstormed and said, what are we doing for guys? For, for me, often the first point of contact is churches. There's great support within the church structure. Whether you're a believer or not, doesn't matter. You could walk into any church at any time and then say, I need to talk to someone, and they'd avail themselves. Um, so I, at, at grassroots level, I think, again, it starts in the home, it starts in the workplace, it starts with men. We, we so often look to others for solutions. When somebody else is going to do this? Well, it's not about when somebody else, it's about when am I going to do this? When am I going to stand up um, as a man and be counted? When am I going to make myself vulnerable? And, and that could be with the guy sitting at the desk next to you, it could be the guy you meet in the elevator, it could be the guy you at the gym. It starts with us. It really has to start with us. We, I think for too long we've looked outside ourselves for solutions to our problems. Um, I'm a big believer that nobody's coming to fetch you, nobody's coming to get you, nobody's coming to save you. It's up to you to sort things out for yourself. And and that takes a leap of faith, a step of faith. It's a it's a courageous move as well. And a lot of guys, are, 
covered, what will people think of me? Who cares? You know, we're talking about mental health here. We're losing, the statistics are frightening. Uh, annually, we lose 850, 900 millions, 80% of those are men. 80% of those are men who don't know how to cope the world that they're expected to be a part of. So we, we, we need to do better. I think as, 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 as men, there's a reason that the phrase toxic masculine, like there, there have been guys that have dropped the ball. The same applies for women though. Mm -hmm. There's to, to say that, that toxic masculinity is not true. There's, both of those behaviors are toxic. They have to be gender specific, but they're both toxic behaviors. The, the truth is when you go out there, you know, and, and um, so when you speak to the larger population, the examples of toxic masculinity, toxic femininity are, they're not small. I mean, they're not insignificant, but they certainly don't dominate the landscape. As men, we have a massive responsibility. We harness our power for so men that use their power for bad, and men that are in women are certainly at risk. You are the, and and I, I mean no disrespect when I say this, but the fairer sex, the weakest there. I'm looking from a physical perspective. Men will have their way if they want their way because they're physically dominant, and and so men need to understand that the power, the the the, the God-given power that we have, that that needs to be harnessed very responsibly, and that is that it is our responsibility our privilege to keep women safe women shouldn't fear for their lives women shouldn't fear for their choices uh, because men are unable to contain or process or harness their own emotions as men we have big big responsibility for women to look to children to look after everybody that's weaker than we are